I'm Sarah Simi and this is Pull Out. Uh, this week's magazine we've got is OK and High magazine. Uh, one of my favourites. It's February the 26th, 1977. We've got a bit of a change of year and it's 12p. It obviously went up from 10p at some point in 1976. So we're an extra 2p here. Um, nice um, bits on the front. How nasty can you get? Which is nice. I don't know why there's a picture of a... Oh, no, I thought that under how nasty can you get, there was a picture of a truck. And I have honestly spent the last half an hour wondering what that has to do with it. But I've realised now it's actually the um, brooch on, on the model's jumper. Anyway, I'm glad I've worked that out. Um, inside, we've got Butch Wilkins... Noel Edmonds and Joanna Longley. They're all inside, so that's nice. So let's crack on. Um, inside the first page, so we've got Hotline, which is the kind of gossipy section, <laughs> kind of news, kind of a bit odd. Um, this one made me laugh cause, just because it showed its age so much. Uh, this little bit is called Getting the Pip. Getting a bit fed up with the pips going... <laughs> Every time your boyfriend makes a passionate phone call to you. <laughs> Those of you of a certain age won't know what I'm talking about, the pips. Anyway, uh, anyway, are you getting a bit fed up with the pips going every time your boyfriend makes a passionate phone call to you? Well, you're probably going out with the wrong kind of fella. So get yourself a right one. I think they mean a right kind of fella. For car phones are the latest sim status symbol in the States. <laughs> Your fella's chauffeur would answer the call on one phone, tell the caller to hold, then turn around to the boss and inform him there's a call for him, which he then takes on another phone. Oh, the excitement! <laughs> oh, that's when talking to somebody in the car was a long off and distant dream. Um, anyway, it's very sweet. Um... <laughs> There's a really weird, really weird, I mean, it's not gossip, it's not anything. It's titled Old Love Never Dies. You're never too old to fall in love, it seems. And that's what a farmer in Iran has found out recently. For now, he's reached the ripe old age of 168. No one got to 168, did they? This is really made up. For now, he's, he's reached a ripe old age of 168. He's decided to plough ahead and get married to a sprightly 15-year-old. Oh, that took a dark turn. <laughs> oh, I wasn't expecting that. The lady in question, <laughs> Adram Gahani, wasn't his first love, however, for he's no spring chicken when it comes to marriage either, as he's been married 12 times before. There's no actual records to prove he's, 90, he's 168, you don't say. Perhaps he just looks that old because of the strenuous and full love life he must have had in his many marriages. Ooh, Ooh that was all a bit creepier than I thought. I do apologise. Um, also on this page is a lovely bit about Noel Edmonds. There's some lovely pictures of... For those of you that only know old Noel Edmonds doing um, 15 to 1, there's some lovely pictures of Noel Edmonds looking very young. Um, yeah, there's an interview with Noel Edmonds. <laughs> it's a bit. Uh, 
one woman wanted to swap her husband for Noel. Um, obviously, Noel Edmonds was famous for doing the multicolored swap shop. Um, and he actually says in one bit, so they ask him, so what was the most unlikely swap Noel ever had? Actually, the craziest swap of all was the one woman who rang up and wanted to swap her husband for me. She sounded quite nice, too. <laughs> and I was starting to get keen on the idea. Then she told me her husband was a rugby player, six foot two and 15 stone. <laughs> and suddenly it didn't seem like such a good idea after all. Uh, <clears throat> no, I don't suppose it was. There's also, <laughs> this is really funny as it's, I don't know, I just don't think you would have someone who is such a sort of presenter boasting of this nowadays, but I, so I just thought I'd read it out. Um, so he's saying that, uh, it's saying that Noel is as bubbly and as full of corny jokes halfway through his morning programme, but he admits he doesn't always sound as cheerful. You should have seen me yesterday morning, he groaned. I've been putting in a practice run for some parties that are coming up. <laughs> I've had a big, <laughs> I've had a big row with several gin and tonics and they won. I woke up in the morning and fell flat on my face. That sort of thing. I was really hung over. <laughs> but of course I went on air and did the programme as usual. I'm not paid to enjoy myself. <laughs> I'm paid to do my job. <laughs> Um, I do enjoy myself, and I usually do. That's my good luck. If not, well, that's just tough. It's just that he's actually boasting about being really hungover when he did his job. I thought that was quite sweet, really. I've got a lovely bit of fashion here. This is uh, knit knacks. Lovely. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was classic there's lots of times when it's kind of knitting patterns and um and making your own stuff which is which is sweet but this one really made me laugh this one it was to knit your own balaclava <laughs> i mean i'm gonna say it's not the most attractive look i've ever seen and there's also um you can knit some calf length socks with bobble ties which I also think are lovely. Um, and that takes <laughs> that takes six balls of wool at one pound. Wow, one pound 26, that's quite expensive. And then lastly, there's a pull-on tasseled hat, <laughs> which again, I think is lovely. Lovely turquoise tasseled hat. So you can knock yourself one of those up of an evening. I found an advert for Tampax tampons, which is not surprising, obviously, in a, a teenage girl, girl's magazine. But it was the title that rather um, drew my attention. The title of it is, of the ad, Do you have to be married to use Tampax tampons? Man, that shows its age, doesn't it? Some lovely lacy fabric behind it. Um, in case you want to know, of course you don't. That's just a myth. Tampax tampons are designed to slip easily through the same opening that channels menstrual flow from your body. God, don't use the actual word, will you? Whatever you do. You're safe to use right, right from the day you first start having your period. So if you, be, if you have been waiting to try Tampax tampons, wait no more. Good to know that you don't have to be married. 
couldn't get over that anyway um the quiz which is nice next to the tampax ad is how nasty can you get um which was highlighted on the front cover <laughs> um this one again oh it's so sweet it rather showed the time um uh, number one, your boyfriend wants to go uh, to a gangster film, but you'd rather see the latest Robert Redford. Ah, oh, what happens to you? A, you go to the gangster film. You needed to catch up on some sleep anyway. B, you grab him by the scruff of the neck and throw him towards Robert Redford. Or C, you compromise with a cosy dinner for two. <laughs> um, this one is number two. The skirt in the shop window is bright emerald green. Yet, this is a bit of a weird question. Yet, the assistant denies they have any green clothes at all. What do you do? Why would she deny that there are any green clothes at all? <laughs> it's like, what would be the point of that? It reminds me a bit of the Victoria Woods sketch when, um, when she says there are hens in the skirting board. Anyway, sorry, I've gone off on one. Number uh, A. Do you gently point to the skirt, trembling a little, because she's a witch? B, go away and have your eyes tested for colour blindness. Or C, snatch the skirt from the window and brandish it in her face with a snarl of triumph. That's really weird. Number three, you see David Essex's double in the high street. What do you do? A, land him with a flying rugby tackle. B, gape unashamedly. Or C, hide your blushes in a sudden interest in football boots in the nearest shop window. But it's not actually David Essex. <laughs> it's just David Essex's double. So I'm not sure any of that was necessary. Anyway. Uh, just, this is the letters page. Um, there's uh, the swap shop. Uh, in this one is <laughs> um, I would like to swap anything oh well that doesn't narrow it down I would like to swap anything for a denim waistcoat or a denim skirt which must be in very good condition all offers <laughs> will be considered if you're interested drop me Fiona Robb a line um, yeah she's really open to anything <laughs> um, there's another one. I've got lots of, I've got tons of info on Starsky and Hutch to swap for anything about the fantastic group Mud. <laughs> Obviously, she's gone right off Mud. I mean, gone right off Starsky and Hutch. Um, so those are nice little things to swap. Um, there was this, um, back in the day, before social media, obviously you needed pen pals to in any way have any connection with anyone outside of your immediate group. So um, they have a little section called Let's Be Friends when you can ask to get a pen, pen pal. <laughs> um, and I just thought this one was really sweet. Talk about not narrow it down. I would like to write to any boy or girl from America. <laughs> Big place. They must like the 50s style and rock and roll and be around 16 years old. Please enclose a photo when you write to me. And that's Kerry Turner from 59 Margate Road, Broomfield, Hernbay, Kent. <laughs> oh, I do hope she found a pen pal. <laughs> it's just the fact it could literally be anywhere. And then somebody else would like pen pals from France and Germany. Again, not much narrowing it down. Sweet. 
much dire advice in these and this is a you know it's time to diet when um <laughs> it's just so brutal <laughs> so you know it's time to diet when you have to become a full-time streaker because you can't get any clothes to fit you you're wearing last year's flared, flared trousers as this year's drain pipes. Um, you start thinking, oh, you start thinking about that skinny little weed, Liberal MP Cyril Smith. Oh dear, and marvel at his slimness. Oh, uh, yeah, that took a doctor. You get on a bus and the conductor fights his way round your collapsing seat and asks you for two fares. You go to the zoo and you're annoyed if no one throws you a donut. You, <laughs> these are just so horrible. You find yourself eating roast beef, Yorkshire pudding, roast potatoes and trifle with lots of cream for a mid-morning snack to tide you over till lunchtime. <laughs> you can't fit into a two-seater car no matter how hard you try. Or a double-decker bus for that matter. The I speak your weight machine in the corner of Woolies, which is Woolworths, says one at a time, please. And you're only leaning your elbow against it while gazing at the sweet counter. <laughs> um, number nine, you dream of the happy fat free days when you, <laughs> when you could still... <laughs> Make out your fifth chin from your seventh. This is just so rude. Ten, you make a supreme effort of willpower and stop sprinkling sugar over your chocolate syrup pudding and fudge sauce. There's ha ha ha. There's, a, there's only one belt in your wardrobe that you haven't broken so far, and that's the stock boat broker belt. Dear. And 12, you have an outside hip measurement. Trouble is, it's round your waist. Oh, can you believe how rude that all was? <laughs> In an occasional series called Fancy That, <laughs> which I love, it's when they ask a boy um, his opinions on girls. And you know it's only going to go one way. Fancy that. Meet just in time. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. That really is his name. And he's had enough jokes about it. Thank you very much. It seems to be girls' stock excuse when they're late. He grinned. <laughs> they turn up three quarters of an hour after we've arranged to meet. And I yell at them for being late. And then they all laugh and say, well, you're only just in time. I don't think they do. <laughs> Actually, Justin doesn't mind girls being late, so long as they look good. <laughs> I like to feel they've taken the trouble to make themselves look nice, he said. If that takes time, well, fair enough. <laughs> um, I think it's worth it. I'm a sucker for a pretty face. One thing, I think we know we're going to start on the list of things he doesn't like now. One thing Justin can't stand in girls is aggression. <laughs> Tough butch ladies scare me off, <laughs> he confessed. Of course, I don't expect girls to agree with everything I say. But once, <laughs> but I once asked out a super looking girl 
and she bossed me around so much it put me off her fast. She decided where we met, what film we saw, where we sat. Afterwards, we went to a hamburger bar and she even ordered my hamburger for me. I can't tell you out. I can't. I didn't ask her out again. I can tell you. Justin works in a record shop in London. Girls only love me for my LPs, he joked. <laughs> Actually, it's quite good because you get to know what girls are like by the sort of records they choose. I like girls who go for soft romantic ballads. If a girl comes in and asks for Perry Como's greatest hits, <laughs> I know she's extra nice because she's probably buying it for her mum. Oh. Justin looks trendy, but it isn't. Oh, he doesn't actually. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna show you Justin. Bless him. Nice black and white picture of Justin. Justin looks trendy, but he's an old-fashioned romantic underneath it all. It sounds daft, but I still think girls should be feminine. He says, "I love girls who blush <laughs> and cry at soppy films and wear floaty skirts." <laughs> Have a floaty skirt. Bring back the oh, it's really on a roll now. Bring back the old days of country picnics and real gentlemen who walked nearest the roadside and protected the ladies from getting wet when the cars went past. Oh, that's me. And I love the way that women in those days had an air of mystery about them. It seemed great. No, I'm afraid I'm not modern at all, despite my name. He needn't be sorry. <laughs> We'd take Justin any time. Um, these are Gabby's super guys. I'm really loving the typeface, which is all <laughs> fab typefaces. So this is Gabby's super guys. She picks out men that she likes. <laughs> Celebrities she likes. So we're joining Gabs on her page every week to look at her favourite fellas. Um, I picked this out because I had a soft spot for Starsky and Hutch as a child. Um, so this one is about Hutch. No one's got time for Hutch. <clears throat> There's a nice picture of... There he is. There's David Soul. Um, Hutch is complaining that no one will give him the time of day. And Starsky answers that if he had a watch like most people, no one would need to. You see, David Soul refuses to wear a wristwatch. He says... <laughs> He says he can't bear to have something ticking away on his wrist. <laughs> is, is this really news? I don't know. That's all very well, but he's been driving Paul Michael Glazer crazy on the Starsky and Hutch set by asking him the time every 10 minutes. So much so that he'll put a ban on the time checks. Now he'll only tell him the time once an hour. <laughs> and for David, that just isn't enough. So if you see him wearing a watch in the future, you'll know who won. <laughs> Gosh, someone was desperate for a story there, didn't they? Really made that up. Um, this one, <laughs> this is about Martin Lee, who was in Brotherhood of Man, who's got the most fantastic moustache. Um, this is about the new love in Martin's life. It's not what you expect, by the way. Martin Lee of the Brotherhood of Man has an extra sparkle in his eyes these days. The reason there's a new car in his life, a brand new gleaming brown rover. <laughs> I love that it's brown. 
he saw a new model being delivered to a garage near his home and fell in love with it at first sight. He dashed into the garage straight away and ordered one to be delivered to him as soon as possible. Even so, that means a long wait. It was four months before the car was ready, but Martin reckons it was worth waiting for. It's fantastic, he told me excitedly. Maybe he'll give me a lift in it one day. <laughs> this one, this one's an absolute classic. And I was very much reminded of sort of 1970s um, <laughs> sitcoms by this. Uh, so this is about um, <laughs> Richard O'Sullivan, who, who starred in many a... Many a 1976. Anyway, uh, this is Richard's Woman About the House. <laughs> Richard O'Sullivan is looking for a not-too-pretty cleaner for his flat. <laughs> it's really, it does, that really is what it says. Honestly, the uglier, is, the uglier she is, the better, he told me. I mean, if she's... <laughs> I mean, if she's 55, that's younger than me. I'm a bit insulted, but okay. I mean, if she's 55 and built like a battleship with a huge moustache, that's all right by me. But if she's young and beautiful, <laughs> I'll, spend the, I'll spend the whole time chatting her up. Which might be fun, but it won't get my flat clean. And believe me, what it needs is a good clean-out. <laughs> you see, my trouble is I have this weakness for attractive females. <laughs> but I'm fussy about my flat too. <laughs> and Gabby has written, wonder where I can put that false moustache. Um, I don't think I've been more offended in one, <laughs> in one paragraph. I'll never think the same about Richard O'Sullivan again. Um, this is Rick Rules, okay, which is um, a sort of gossip about um, celebrities, <laughs> and I'm using the term loosely. Um, it's the thing about Brian Ferry. <laughs> I, I really don't. I really don't think this is true. But anyway, what Brian taught them. Imagine Brian Ferry teaching you where, well, there are some lucky ladies for whom that impossible thing happened when dashing Brian was dashing around teaching at a girls' school. I taught the girls ceramics. <laughs> Brian confided. Why is he confiding this? Which is posh pottery. <laughs> ceramics we called posh pottery before i didn't know much about it but i needed work so desperately that i bluffed my way into the job i soon picked it up trouble was that as soon as i got quite good at the job i lost it because i just let my classes develop into recording playings into record playing sessions i've had a great time though while it lasted little did those lucky girls know that soon their records that the records their teachers would be playing would be their old teacher's ones. That was a rather confusing sentence. Anyway, I, 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 unless I hear it on better authority, I don't believe that Brian Ferry ever taught ceramics or posh pottery. Um, this one, <laughs> a little bit of sign of the times. It's entitled A Wife for Elton. 
<laughs> it's, a, it's a picture of Elton John there. Um, one of the things that Elton is keen on now he's given up, given up those grueling tours, months of touring, although I think you're fine, he's still doing it, is finding the right lady for himself to settle down with. <laughs> I'd, oh I'd like very much to get married, he admitted, but with the kind of life I have been leading as a pop star, I'll bring my eyebrows down, okay, uh, uh, for the last six years, it just wouldn't have been fair. It would have been a real strain for every everyone, and if we had had kids, it would have been impossible for them. Isn't that quite sweet now to think that Elton John's got children with his husband? Anyway, in fact, I honestly think it would have been impossible for me to remain married at that time. Besides, so many of the ladies I met in those days were only interested in me because I was famous. They were real gold diggers. Perhaps the kind of girl Elton's interested in is a football digger. <laughs> That's not a thing. Who will accompany him to all those gruelling football matches. Mind you, they wouldn't be that gruelling with Elton for company, would they? <laughs> ah. And this one is um, this one is titled Robin's Pauper. There's a picture of Robin there. <clears throat> Spare a sad thought for Robin's <laughs> for Robin Starstead. Star, I can't say it. Starstead, for he's the biggest beggar in his family. Surprised. Both my brothers have made a big success in the pop world, Robin confessed to me, and they've made a lot of money from it. But as yet, I haven't been as lucky as they have. <laughs> in fact, money just seems to flow to them all the time. God, it's not bitter much, is he? My brother Eden married into a very rich family, and only the other day, my other brother, Peter, phoned up from America to tell me he'd just found a £40,000 in diamond engagement ring lying on the pavement. That's so made up. That's not quite, that's not quite the kind of news I like to hear when I'm eating my bright dry bread and cheese. Oh God, I didn't believe one word of that. Oh, we're on to the problem pages. Hooray. So uh, we've got letters to dear Helen, letters to dear Pat. So let's crack on. Dear Helen, I feel such a fool. A boy I love very much has just got himself a girlfriend. Oh. Although he looks on me as if I were just a friend, I wish he wouldn't because I would so much like to be his girlfriend. His name is David. <laughs> And I think he knows my feelings. <laughs> I like that we get to find out what his name is. It doesn't really help the situation, but nice to know. Um, Helen says, I don't think he can understand your feelings completely because otherwise he wouldn't be so casual with, about your friendship. Sometimes fellas just aren't very good at guessing games and you actually have to tell them. <laughs> but I can certainly agree with that. Try telling David this. It's worth a try, isn't it? Oh, that was quite short. Okay. But yeah, not much else to say on that one. Um, <laughs> this one. Yeah, this one's tad dark, but we'll go there. Dear Helen, my boyfriend is very kind to me, but he's also very possessive. Every time I go near a boy or talk to one, he pulls me away. And then on the way home, he, he accuses me of flirting. 
I don't want to hurt him because I'm very fond of him. How can I explain that I'd like to go around with other boys and girls as well, not just on our own all the time? <sighs> oh, yeah. I think what's kind of, it's just that that's like, it's it's kind of written as in as if it's quite normal behaviour, which I think it probably quite was in the 70s. Anyway, Helen says, boys and girls too, who are jealous and possessive about their partners are very unhappy people. No one can teach your boyfriend how to control his feelings, but you can by telling him that you simply won't put up with being pushed around by him because he is so jealous. Try to get him to see that he is acting very unwisely. What sound advice from Helen? Good. Naturally, you want other friends as well as him, and it's often understandable that you should want to be with other people. If you can, really say that you <clears throat> never give him any cause for feeling jealous and that you always make sure he feels wanted and needed. I think you should tell him how badly his jealousy affects you. Good Helen. Good. Right. Now we're moving on to Pat's um, letters, <laughs> which I enjoy more, I have to say. <laughs> oh, this one's lovely. Dear Pat. We are too. By the way, Pat's letters are a little on the more medical <laughs> side, so you know. Dear Pat, we are two friends, and we have been told that we will have a hemorrhage later in life. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. That we will have a hemorrhage later in life if we bath and wash our hair whilst we have our period. <laughs> Is that true? Now, I'm no doctor, but I'm gonna say no. What does Pat say? No. <laughs> It's one of the oldest and most widespread of the old wives' tales in the world. There is absolutely no harm that can be caused by keeping yourself clean and tidy whilst you have a period. And a great deal of good can be done. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. Because sometimes when you have a period, you feel a bit fed up, don't you? Well, yeah. And looking and feeling good can help cheer you up. There's no reason either why you shouldn't... <laughs> There's no reason either why you shouldn't take just as much exercise and live your normal life while you have your periods. Good old Pat, good. <laughs> um, this is a, this is sweet because it's just so innocent. Um, so yeah, dear Pat, can you suggest what A-level subjects I should choose so that I can start up my own business when I leave school? This is my ambition and my friends and relatives seem to think I'm quite capable of doing this. Good. I should like to own a health and beauty parlour with saunas, massage and facial treatments. Can you tell me what I'll need for this? I hope to go to university after school. It's just so innocent. And also you have to remember this is a time when a girl leaving to start business was like, whoa. So what does Pat say? <clears throat> the best thing for you, for you to do is to see a careers advice um, officer either at school or at your town hall. <laughs> they will be able to tell you which A-levels would be the best to take and to give you further advice. If you want to go to university, they might suggest a business studies course. The three main qualifications you need to succeed in the business world are capital, money to buy the business in the first place, enthusiasm and determination, and a good basic grounding or, field, or training in the field in which you want to work. After university, it might be a good idea to get a job as a trainee with a reputable beauty organisation which has proper training facilities for employees, the sort which will enter you for exams and will lead to you being qualified in your field. After that, it's a question of saving up hard and working hard to build up your own business. Oh, 
that's very straightforward. Very sweet. Um, this, <laughs> um, this, uh, this one escalates quickly. Dear Pat, I've been going steady with my boyfriend for about a year now and we have sex quite frequently. <laughs> Good to know. About two months ago, he went away <laughs> for a couple of weeks and I went to par... <laughs> And I went to a party with a girlfriend and I got rather drunk. I got off with a boy and I had sex with him. <laughs> As I say, escalating quickly. My boyfriend doesn't know about this, but, but since then, I just can't face the idea of sex with a boy anymore. Should I tell him about this other boy? I don't want to lose my boyfriend and I realise that I've been stupid, but I just can't face the thought of having a sexual relationship with him anymore. By the way, I'm 18 and my boyfriend is 19. <laughs> It's just, as soon as she said and I got rather drunk I think we, perhaps we all knew where that was going what does Pat say I can quite understand what you're going through you're feeling shame and guilt about what went on at the party and that's what's getting in the, in the way of your relationship what you've got to remember though is that underneath it all there was no reason for having sex with another boy if you've been <laughs> if you've been going out with someone for a long while you start to wonder every now and again <laughs> one whether or not you fancy other people. Well, ain't that the truth, but The trouble comes when you decide to do something about it. As you did. You obviously don't want to fin finish with your boyfriend. And at the same time, you can't put the party incident out of your mind. So I think the best thing you can do is sit down and have a long chat with your fella and explain what's happened. Of course he'll be hurt and might even decide that he wants to finish with you. But the chances are that he'll respect you for telling him. I hope so. Best of luck. Boy, I think she needed luck. <laughs> I think that conversation probably had only one outcome. Anyway, uh, this one, <laughs> this is the last letter. Oh, it's sweet. Dear Pat, please could you help me? I'm a virgin and I've been out with quite a lot of boys, but recently I've tried to have intercourse. And the boys, <laughs> and the boys, <laughs> and the boys have all said that they couldn't find my vagina. <laughs> Is she keeping it in a cupboard, in a handbag? We're not told. <laughs> Do you think there is something wrong with me? I'm 17. <laughs> and also, where were they looking? car park round the back I should direct what's the answer Pat I shouldn't think so all girls have vaginas <laughs> although in many cases the vaginal entrance is partly obscured by the hymen which is a fold of skin over the vaginal opening thanks Pat for telling us it is however quite easy to find your own vagina <laughs> oh dear you should be able to find the opening between your legs with your finger good I suspect your boyfriends are probably fairly inexperienced themselves. Oh, and don't really know what they're looking for. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. The fact that she's really, oh dear. They've all said they couldn't find my vagina. That's a classic. What a classic to end with. Um, the final ad on the back page of this one is interesting as it's a whole um, ad 
for uh, for being a nurse, which is really quite interesting. Mary needed help. Although the nurses tried, she seemed unable to do anything. And then last summer, she joined the gardening project. And it's just really sweet. Um, so yeah, it's a it basically yeah, it's an ad for for being a nurse for for, um, for working with people. But it's just really strange how. I've noticed that throughout the magazines, the only ads they ever have for jobs are for secretarial work and nursing. Obviously, uh, the only jobs considered right for girls. Interesting. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that episode of Full Health of um, February the 26th, 1977 of OK and High magazine. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Mm -hmm.